Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. With much of the focus already on the upcoming season for college football fans, anticipation already being built, right now, a lot of programs around the country are really focusing on the future. And that absolutely includes the Pitt Panthers and the Pitt football program. And Pitt has been doing work, to say the very least. Mike Oste, Mike Fakovacan, Carl Ludwig here with a Pittsburgh Sports Now conversation on what Pitt has been doing recruiting-wise. Because, again, they have been doing a lot, having the most recruits that are now verbally committed in the country, as amazing as that is as well. And we're going to get into things here again, Mike Carl. And kind of a Mike and Mike combination here again as I get us all now to the forefront. And Pitt, well over over 20 commits right now, I believe. A lot of positions they're working with. A lot of four-star kids. Underwood doing work. Pat Narduzzi always involved and very happy with what's going on with the program. A lot of reason for Pitt fans to be excited, not only about this upcoming season, but more importantly, the future, Mike. Yeah, they're, they're uh, pretty amazing. The last two weeks, um, you know, it's not a surprise because it's happened the last couple of years. But the work they do uh, in June is they're closers. Um, you know, people of the last few years, you know, uh, fans always quite have reason to question. Uh, you know, Pat Marduzzi and can he get the job done as far as recruiting, bringing high level recruits? Right. Um, I, he's answering the question this year. I think he answered it last year. Um, you know, I, I think people focus a little bit too much, not entirely, because it does have some merit, but, uh, you know, the level of recruits. Um, Pitt's shown that they're able to coach kids up. They're able to look for specific kids that maybe other programs don't, yeah. uh, maybe don't fit their system. And I think they also look for, uh, you know, the character in kids. And I think you put all that together. Um, that's the reason why Pitt has success. And, um, the last two weeks to get 20 or to get 10 recruits in the last two weeks, uh, the amazing thing, Carl, is getting kids here, that's always been their focus. If they're able to get kids on campus, uh, it's one you know, it's one thing to go out and try to recruit a four-star kid. Other programs across the country are doing the same thing. Yeah, they're all sending them offers. Right? Yeah, they're, they're all sending them offers. The key for them is can they get those kids to make official visits? And when they do make official visits – um, you know, the percentages show that uh, the Pitt coaching staff is uh, very, very good at closing the deal. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of so entering April, they had 11 commitments and all those guys were also guys they had on campus for junior day or for the just an average for a spring visit. I mean, so you go from 10, five and five the last two weeks. I mean, I believe it was of the 13 visitors they had last weekend, nine of them are commits now. They had four entering. They have five more commit while they're there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the proof is there where if they – and Arduzzi says it all the time. If they can get guys on campus, most times they leave as Pitt Panthers. And it kind of – it's a testament to not just Pittsburgh and the culture there, but the coaching staff for sure. And when you have guys like 
Charlie Partridge and, and Archie Collins, Corey Sanders, Tyquan Underwood. I mean, those guys are very, very good at their job and making sure the guys they bring in feel at home, feel wanted, feel like priority. And as we've seen the past two weekends, I mean, it's yeah. 10 commitments of 23, 24 guys who were there. It's, it's definitely paying off for them. Yeah, it's a pretty solid batting average and more on the way. There's already more kids that you guys reported that are going to be making official visits here in the coming weeks. There, there's already more connection and more even tea leaves to read on some commitments that have not actually been announced that may very much be locked in to the program and have maybe even told Narduzzi and company, but have yet to put it out with a post on Twitter or wherever. So that number that we have right now where it's leading the country may actually already be higher terms of what Pitt actually knows. So that's very impressive. And you also have to look at the, this is a benefit of being a successful program. You win a bowl game last year, win nine games year before, obviously win the ACC with the Heisman candidate that doesn't guarantee recruiting success, but it helped provide stability and show these kids that if you do come here, you can have success and get to the NFL. A lot of kids staying three, four years and then getting to the NFL, looking at Cansey and company this past year, the NFL draft showing those kids that if you do stay at Pitt for several years in a row, you can get to the league. That's also big too. And and I had somebody with embassy sports on my show who even brought up when we were talking about Pat Narduzzi versus Deion Sanders and that whole, uh, the, the war of words between the two of them, Pitt's never going to probably go to the transfer portal as much as freaking Dion is not going to be a 70 plus kids from the portal like Dion's been doing, but Pat Narduzzi doesn't have to because he can really develop kids. And that's kind of what Mike was talking about with you can show kids you come here. doesn't matter whether you're five star or three star, the program can develop you and get to the NFL at the end of the day. I I, I think the, I think the narrative is going to eventually die here as far as, um, people questioning what type of program Pitt is and can they do this and this and that. Pitt is legitimate, um, a legitimate football program. They're, they're yeah. a legitimate top 30 program in the country that really don't have, they don't have to take a backseat to anybody as far as, you know, are they on the level of Ohio State in terms of recruits and, you know, a handful of other guys. Maybe not, but Pitt has the, the people questioning Pitt and can they stay up there and can they continue to recruit? That's going to eventually have to die here. We're going to have to quit talking about that because <laughs> seriously, because yeah, to be with, fair with though, these recruits, yeah, with, with, with these coaches that they have here, as long as these guys 100%. stay on board here, Pitt's going to be recruiting like this. You know, currently, I wrote a story today. They're number nine in the country as far as team recruiting, and it's obviously six months until yeah. I was going to go that signing day, and that's not going to yeah. you know that's not going to be the case come December. They're not going to be a top ten team once these other right. teams start filling it out. But if Pitt, yeah, I I don't think it's a stretch to start thinking that from now on, Pitt's every year going to be a top twenty, top twenty five program as long as these coaches. Uh, stay on stay, uh, stay on board here. They're able to keep these big guys because uh, Narduzzi has, I've said this a million times, and I, I don't think I give Pat Narduzzi enough credit, and I start. I should probably start doing so. I credit his assistance a lot. It starts with the head guy, too. Has and to. The you gotta, he has around yeah. him right now and the support he gets from everybody, uh, NIL, 
uh, yeah. the athletic department. Pitt's, Pitt's at a level right now that they haven't been in a long, long, long time. No, and Carl and I actually were talking about this off the air through text just last night. A lot of that is Heather Like on down. Got to give Narduzzi credit, but the administration allowing the program to be this way, because if we were doing this show three years ago, I don't think there'd be as much positivity on in terms of what Pitt's doing recruiting wise, or even the stability of the program. And then you, you take maybe somewhat of a surprising year to win the ACC crown. And then you get it to now where they should be a top 25 perennial program, whether it be on the field or recruiting wise, Mike and Carl, I did kind of want to ask and go in the direction of the rankings because Mike, you and I were doing shows last year and we did even a show at national signing day. And the conversation had to be asked of, well, Pitts had success on the field, but if you look at the national rankings across the board, they didn't blow you away. I mean, West Virginia and other schools that have been <clears> struggling were actually ranked better than Pitt after the last high school crop. So that's not the case right now. We're only into June, as you mentioned. They're probably not going to finish top 10, but they shouldn't fall all the way down to in the 50s again. Did they prove something? This year, in terms of recruiting, was that a false narrative that everybody shouldn't have been asking? Why were those ranks the way they were then, and now we're seeing the ranks the way they are now with a lot more four-star kids? Because they haven't played any games since we talked in December until now in June. I don't know. They're just – I don't have a really good answer for that as far as why, but they're just getting in with uh, a really high-quality kid – and even their, even some of their three-star kids that they've gotten, um, you know, they're five point sevens, five point eights, which means right. they're on the, you know, they're on the brink of being four-star kids. Um, th- th- they're going to finish this class with a lot, depending on what what uh, recruiting service you go by. You know, re- as I mentioned, they're number nine with rivals. They're number eleven with two four seven sports, and they're only a couple points away from being. Uh, eight or nine with them. So they're, yeah, that's all outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as we mentioned, the number of four-star recruits, I mean, we're going to eventually have to do a story on this when some of these kids announce their decision because they're going to be getting in on some four-star kids in the near future. You know, th- th- this might turn out to be the most that uh, Pitt has gotten under Narduzzi. Um, it's, I-, I don't have an answer for it. Maybe it's just, um, kids are just finally starting to uh, believe in what they're doing. I think Kenny Pickett was a huge part yeah. of what what's happening. He's the talk of uh, you know him and Aaron Donald are the face of the pit yeah. program now. As far as the NFL, anytime we talk to a kid, I'd say one out of every two or three kids in our conversation, uh, call or I talking to guys, they either bring up the name Kenny Pickett or Aaron Donald. Right. I think that's helping, but. And that's not that long ago. It's, it's not like they're bringing up names from 20 years ago. Like right, some exactly. programs they're, they're, have they're, to. Yeah, this exactly. is recent kids two years ago with Pickett. But Pickett, I mean, he did this two years ago. Did it take uh, last year winning a bowl game and having another successful season? If not, obviously they didn't win the ACC again, but did it take that to prove it to these kids that Pitt is, that Pitt is really legit? Because it, it was a while before they got to where they were a couple years ago. It's still kind of confusing to me, I guess. Just, And I think most people, why? They were expected to do better in terms of ranks this past recruiting season, and then now they're kicking butt. Carl? Yeah, I mean, so 
it's interesting. I mean, the rankings are awesome. I mean, it's fun to be ranked high. And I think it's been kind of misleading the past few classes because they haven't had very big classes. Um, they had a lot of guys come back as super seniors in 21 and 22. So uh, just going off of that, I mean, they had to hire numbers of players that couldn't offer more scholarships. But the guys they did bring in in the last two classes, which were the lower-ranked classes, were have been impact players already. Okay. And if you, if you back to the, so the last full class they have is 21, which is the Elliott Donald and Nikai Johnson year. That was a top 25 class in the country, according to most of the uh, uh, recruiting rankings. I think now that Pitt is going full force in recruiting again and bringing in these 25-person classes, I think we'll get back to more of that top 20-ish range, like Mike mentioned earlier. I think it's more so just uh, the winning has helped. Having the exposure helps. Playing with the Steelers is always a huge draw for yeah. recruits. I think it's yeah. just, in terms of the, 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 the recent bump, I think it's just more of Pitt being back to bringing in these big classes. And it, it, getting four stars helps. They weren't getting four stars uh, the last couple of years, but I think it's just a testament to Pat Narduzzi and the culture he's built and the exposure he's got in the program with the winning and, and with his name being out there as someone on the kind of the forefront of NIL discussion. Seems like they're leveraging the Steelers a lot more and better now than certainly 10 years ago. Like they really, that is a big, a big deal to say the least. Now, obviously, Pat Narduzzi is going to get credit for this as he should. And we talk about administration on down with NAL, and that's a big part of this. And Mike, we've touched on before when you're talking recruiting, you have to go transfer portal. They did bring in transfers last year. They're going to do it again in the future and have a new transfer QB. So that's all part of this too. But we talked briefly about Underwood and others. So for anyone who's maybe not aware and and they don't dive as much into recruiting as we do, because it's a lot to dive into and Pitt again has been doing a lot of work the last month or so. Who else needs to get some credit? How important is Underwood to this operation and, and any others? And how much do they need to stay aboard this program to keep it? in the direction of what Mike's saying of being a perennial top 25 on the field ranking wise and recruiting wise year in and year out. Well, you know, I, I we, we mentioned a lot of the names, but uh, I, I don't want to mention, you know, the, the, the guys that we've mentioned, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a team effort, you know, cause I, you know, Nardu, it is. we, we, you know, uh, you know, but the names that are at the forefront, uh, we mention a lot. Uh, it starts with uh, no question, Charlie Partridge. Uh, he's he's one A on the list. He's Pitt's uh, top recruiter, um, known across the country, and the places they recruit the most. Uh, he's a factor in the guys they get. Uh, Florida is their top uh, area that they recruit. And Charlie Partridge is a legend down there. Um, it, it, that's not too strong yeah. of a word to use. He is known by every high school down there. He has a reputation down there. And schools down there have no problem uh, trying to funnel their kids to pit because they know that if they're going to get coached by Partridge, they're going to get coached right. Uh, you know, the other guys, and it's, a, it's, it's been a strategy of Pitt, they're going where the recruits are. There's always talk of Western Pennsylvania and do they need to recruit here more? They go to where the talent is. You know, I know it's <laughs> nice to say that you go where, you know, right. to recruit in the WPIL and get your hometown kids and all that. But Pat Narduzzi wants to win. He wants to load his roster with the best talent. 
And that's where he's going to go. And there's no two better states in the country uh, as far as where Pitt's going to get kids than Florida and Georgia. That's yep. it. You can mention Texas and California. Right. Uh, Pitt's tried to dive into Texas, and I think they're going to continue to do so. That's a little bit more difficult. That's really tough. They Those kids want to go to Texas right, and Oklahoma, exactly. no matter how good or bad they are. And, and they have coaches on their staff that has relation have relationships in Florida and Georgia. Right. And that's why they bang those states. And, you know, when you go to Georgia, you're talking about Archie Collins. That's that's a place that he's been able to hit. Uh, Ryan Manilak's been going in there lately, uh, helping out. But for the most part, that's, you know, that's a Charlie, that's a Archie Collins territory. But um, I think it's where Pitt is trying to recruit has been big, as big as the assistants. Nope. They know where they have their success. They have schools that they're able to recruit well, and they don't try to deviate from that. They hit that, and uh, they've done a heck of a job pulling a lot of big-name kids from uh, places like Georgia and Florida where it's not easy to get. But the good thing is, although there are schools, Georgia Tech, Georgia, there's so much talent in Georgia mm-hmm. that if you're – Georgia can't take everybody on their roster. <laughs> right. And if you're so, not good enough for Georgia, you're still very, very, yeah. very good. <laughs> it's not an insult for Georgia to say, I'm sorry, we have too many five-star kids. You're a four-star, and then you end up at Pitt. Pitt is still very excited probably to have that player. Yeah, and if you want an under-the-radar guy, as someone who doesn't get a lot of credit or exposure, it's Tim Salem, Titans coach. I mean, he's the guy who found Kenny Pickett. He found Servasia Dennis. He's this guy they have in the Northeast who been there a while. He's he's, he's been there a while. He's also he, he's north. He's the East Coast. He goes from New York to New Jersey all the way down to Florida, and he brings in guys every year. Um, he gets a little flack recently for his tight end recruiting, which has been kind of a weird situation. But he he's a guy who who can find talent, and he is this ball of energy that that recruits do really fall in love with when they're talking to him. So he's been a huge factor along the coast here. Yeah. Who, who are some of the players that you guys maybe would want to mention that Pitt has earned commitments from that they haven't earned commitments from yet, but they need to lock in or you think they're going to lock in or whether it be a superstar everyone's aware of that a, a four-star plus or a dominant in the rough. Because again, a lot of four stars in this class and in a ranking that's top 10 for most national outlets. Well, the biggest spot they don't have right now is quarterback. That's I mean, you got to have a quarterback in every class, even in today's age of, of bringing in transfer portal guys. And the guy, I, the guy I'm looking at right now for me is Trevor Jackson, um, four star from Florida. He was there a lot, two weekends ago. Had a great visit, loved it. Um, he's going to Texas A&M and Missouri still. I think Pitt. I think if Pitt really wants to get him, they'll get him. Um, other than that, they have a. Uh, uh, they have Henry Hasselback, NFL bloodline. He's visiting end of June. So I believe those are the two guys they have at quarterback they're really focusing in on. But I think if they want the guy, I I think it's Trevor Jackson. Yeah. The funny thing that we're going to have to start looking at here is when you have 21 recruits, your, your window of taking kids, kids that you can accept, right. is drunk and – uh, they're probably zeroing on some kids, and after that, it's going to be closed. And their yeah. is going now to be to keep those kids uh, that they have in their class. And yeah, so- if, I, if I'm a player that wants to go to Pitt now, I'm a little concerned. There's not room for me. 
potential. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. yeah, six six months is a long way away from National Signing Day. I I, I believe right. I, there's been a lot of talk, and I'm uh, on board with this now that there should be uh, a signing day instead of having one in December and February. I think they should have one uh, now, June or July, when kids already have made their decision, and then have one in yeah. uh, December because. There's just too much time now between NIL. Yeah, it, it, it devalues the commitment now a little bit. It's you want to have it. It's good to have, but there's so much time. Exactly. It's six and months, there's players yeah. we're going to get to one in a moment here that's committed, but he's visiting other schools. Like yeah, you would know just, what kids really think if they had to if they sign now, right? Yeah, there's just so much time for you know programs to do whatever they want, whether legally or illegally, <laughs> uh, to get kids to change their mind. And, yeah, 100%. Um, so, but Pitt's going to take another wide receiver. Um, uh, I, I would guess that they're probably going to take two more receivers. Uh, they're, they're definitely going to take a running back. As Carl mentioned, they're going to take a, a quarterback. They'll take at least one defensive end, probably a linebacker and a defensive back. And after that, I don't know how much room they have. Um, you know, if, if they do all that, you're talking about six more guys. They have 21 kids um, or they have 21 verbals. I, I, I don't know, Carl. I don't know. It's always hard to predict how many because you're not in those recruiting meetings. You don't know how many uh, yeah. kids they're going to take, how many maybe kids they anticipate maybe leaving at the end of the year, although they're on the team now. They could see, you know, maybe they're – saying, well, this kid's probably not going to be here next year. But I can't see them taking from 21. I can't see them taking more than um, four more kids after that. A 25-man class would probably be – Yeah. Uh, probably what they're looking, looking at, right? 20, I think is 25. Too, is that too big? Is a good number. I think 25 is a good number. I mean, if they can get um, – like you met all the positions you mentioned, I think if they can get four more guys to go along with, I mean, they still have one more official visit window and they're, they're going to have more guys commit then as well. And then uh, they'll have some attrition through the season. I mean, I'm sure guys will come and go. That's just how it goes in college football. So I think 25 kind of maybe fluctuating a little bit toward national signing day is a good, uh, a good target here for us. Yeah. You know, it makes Makes sense yeah. when you also could lose some depth of players transfer wise. That just every program is going to lose, no matter how good bad you bad you are in the field, and then potentially bringing in transfers next year as well at some key positions that always are going to happen too. Something else, you know, that I you know I, I know people don't like to bring this up because it's negative, but um, I you know it happens every year. Now, before now in December, either somebody is probably going to decommit oh, yeah. from 100%. their current class or uh, yeah. the other thing that happens is, you know, who knows, Pitt might tell them to. True. They, they may not be yeah. <laughs> right. They, they may say that I'm glad you're committed, but Hey, this kid over here, we didn't think we were going to get really exactly. now yeah. wants to come aboard. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 100%. there's a lot of, that there's happened. a lot of stuff between now and December. And if another four star kid, you know, you hate to bring that up, but I, you know, I deal in reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, if some four-star player that they thought they were out of wants to join them and they thought they were done at that position, things happen. That, that might be why, Mike, that as much as it makes sense to do a signing period now and then you do one in December rather than have them so clumped together in the winter, 
maybe the program secretly is okay with the way it is now. Because if you were locking into kids signing now and they had 20 kids sign, it'd be, yeah. it'd be hard to get out of kids if you get out. I, I think Narduzzi has talked about this know. before. He Okay. He, it's a long time uh, to try to. It is it. a long time, hundred percent. Even if you move it, even if you move it to August or something, right before the season, yeah. I could see that it is a long time. Maybe they don't want to do it right now during during. GM. They have a hell of a class. Yeah. They they have yeah. a heck of a class here. Uh, kids that uh, are really good, and you know Carl and I are aware of. Yeah. At least two other kids that are uh, been aware of. Yeah. Yeah, uh, big time that are going to be joining them uh, in the uh, probably sometime this month. Um, so the, the class is going to get even better. And then there's other kids that are still waiting as though, you know, like Trevor Jackson, as he mentioned, he's a four-star quarterback and yeah. uh, some other four-star kids that they're involved in. So um, things are going to be very interesting in the. Uh, a lot of NFL blood too. You mentioned Hasselbeck, uh, a lot of NFL blood, which Pitt likes and, and then usually works out. Uh, uh, yeah, well. this is going to be an exciting year. And the thing that this allows them to do a little bit too, Carl, is other programs do this, like Alabama, the really uh, big-time programs do this. Once you lock up your 2024 class, you're able to start looking <laughs> yeah. at – you're able to start – uh, jumping into 25 a little bit more as far as strengthening the relationships with uh, some of those kids and getting those kids up here and spending more time on them uh, than maybe you wouldn't if you're worried about locking in 24. So that's, you know, that's the benefit of uh, getting your class filled up. And it's something that, you know, Pitt historically hasn't been able to do because they haven't been in this position, but it's a nice problem to have if they're able to, <laughs> Uh, you know, add a few more commitments here over the next month or so. Yeah, as of right now, they're already hosting 25 guys uh, along with the official visitors. So they are, they're putting their, they're working early trying to get to some of those guys. I mean, some schools do have some guys in the next class committed. Uh, Pitt doesn't (laughs) yet, but but I'm sure there's a few coming pretty soon. Talk about a lot of time. I mean, that's hard to like bank on. Yeah, yeah. They're over a year and a half away right now. They have a long way to go, but. Right. Yeah, they had a kid on campus yesterday that I'm sure they would take a – the big thing with that too, Mike, is in Carl, is that they're not going to take – some programs might – I know the way Narduzzi – he's not going to take a kid from 25 unless that kid's been here, number one. Right. And number two, he's fully um, – has faith in that kid that he's not going to break word. And one of the – a kid like that that was just on campus yesterday uh, – I think I touched upon in a notebook is a kid from North Catholic, Brady O'Hara, mm-hmm. uh, tight end, uh, big time prospect. He was working out at Pitt's prospect camp yesterday. Now, if that kid wants to commit like today for tw- for the class of twenty five, they're going to take it. It's you know? easier when it's a local kid. Yeah, right. exactly. They're not going to they're not going to do that with everybody, but that's a kid that if he wants to give a commitment early to Pitt, uh, I pretty sure that they would uh, yeah. have, have, have no problem uh, uh, letting him sign his name to the football. Yeah. And, and Carl, and even Mike too, just to touch on this, cause it's on Pittsburgh sports. Now, now you had an interview with Rick Darius farmer day day yeah. as maybe others would, would know him as, and this isn't negative news, but it's news to touch on. That's not a kid locked in. This is a kid who's committed, but he just had an official visit down in Morgantown 
and he's going to take others and he's going to be visiting Pitt again. So I'm sure Pitt fans are wondering, committed. Obviously, Pitt's been impressive to a lot of kids. A lot of kids, four-star kids like him, are liking Pitt. Offensively, Pitt's been a great program. Pat Narduzzi's stable. He's not going anywhere, etc. Yet, this kid is dating. He's he's flirting with other ki- other programs, including rival, despite in a relationship with Pitt in a way, which... I don't think anybody would enjoy. So Carl and Mike, what what is your concern level that he could actually be flipped and become a Mountaineer and be on the other side of the backyard brawl? Is that at all weird to you? Is that in any way a negative of him and this relationship that he's building with Pitt, building with Pitt? Or what more do you know about this? Because it's the only kid that's still out there as a four-star in the last couple of days that he's basically flaunting his love affair with other programs while committed to Pitt. It's odd. Carl, yeah, you well, talked to him last night, so yeah, yeah. So I talked to him. He's one of the guys who has a has a great bond with Coach Underwood. Those to me, he committed to Pitt back in December because of Underwood. They have a great connection. Um, okay. He's been to Pitt. He's been to Pitt four times, be five times, and in, into June. Um, I, we mentioned getting kids on campus. That's like a huge factor for recruits in the program. His visit hasn't happened yet, and yes. since he left West Virginia without without flipping. I'm I'm still pretty confident that he's a guy that Pitt will lock in when he comes to Pitt. Um, he's going to UCF, I believe, today. For were another. you nervous at all prior to the West Virginia visit? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say nervous. Um, I don't think. I mean, he's a great recruit, great talent, a Florida kid. I don't. I wouldn't yeah. say he's like a. If they lose him, it's it's oh, end of the world, doomsday scenario. We we did talk about off the air Bilal Marshall, who was not at West Virginia last year, and he's also Florida kind of legendary guy that maybe he's helping to pull him to even talk to West Virginia. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, I think he's a kid who just wants to experience the recruiting process. Um, yeah, I know Pitt, it's fair. Pitt, that's fair. Pitt, yeah, which is, that's very fair. Pitt isn't always kind of accepting of that, but he is one of the guys that they are super high on. He's a major target, four-star kid, so they're not going to not gonna kick him out for, for looking around a bit. <laughs> right. But right. I think once he comes to Pitt for his OV, and he gets to have that full experience. He he locks back in with Coach Underwood. I think he'll be, I think he'll be locked into Pitt again. Kind of it happened a bit in the first weekend when they hosted uh, Eric Ingerson. He had an official visit planned for for his in-state Nebraska, and when he left, Pat Narduzzi worked him enough to where he called that off, and he's locked back into Pitt again. So I think it's kind of the same. It'll be a similar scenario with. With Dede Farmer when he makes was it UCF visit. is the other program that he has. Yeah, I, I, up, I, I, believe. I believe it's it's today he's taking that OV to okay. UCF. Yeah, yeah, this week. It's, okay. It is his last one in end of June, and then once he gets once he's on campus, I don't think he'll leave without kind of reaffirming himself as a as a Pitt Panther commit. Yeah, and let's remember he committed to Pitt. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's it, it's the you know it's the way people think uh, Pitt fans are trained to think just because they you know don't want to be too positive all carl and i if we had a dollar for every time right we, we've saw a twitter message or got a message uh from about uh jazeer whittingham whittington um and he was the first guy to commit to pit uh they'll never keep him he committed early he's a four-star kid that's way too yeah. early for and day day farmer committed to pit on uh christmas day uh, this 2022. It's a long time ago now. It's <laughs> it's, it's a long time. Yeah. As Carl mentioned the best thing is the the, yeah. the thing that these kids 
want to make sure and they want to maybe experience uh, another college just to make sure for the ones that committed real early, they want to make sure that they uh, made the right decision. You know, I know there's been uh, uh, Winnington visited Penn State uh, unofficially a couple times during the season with their with yeah. his uh, teammates from Philadelphia. And that drew all kind of attention. Oh, no, he's going to flip here. He never ended up flitting, flipping. He's been the rock of Pitt's class so far. I'm not going to say Farmer is on the same uh, level of him as far as his commitment level to Pitt. But uh, I, I think Carl hit on the key point is that if he would have had his official visit to Pitt in June and he's still visiting other school or at the beginning right. of June, and then right. he's still visiting other schools. My concern level would probably be a little bit higher. The fact that he Pitt's going to have the last visit with him in June. I, I think if, when he comes here next weekend, yeah, um, I, I think that'll close things. You'll see. You'll see him say uh, it's over. I'm going to Pitt, but it wouldn't shock me. Uh, between now and December, him being from Florida. The type of talent yeah. is if one of those Miami floor, you know, one those, of those, those programs there, could get involved. Right, receiver, 100%. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. Do <laughs> I think it's going to happen? No. But uh, it, it, if, if uh, even UCF in the Big 12 now, they weren't a year ago. So, may, I mean, the, he that's a program he's looking at. They're now a major conference program, okay. allows new WVU that wasn't there a year ago. So, as you're saying, Mike, he committed on Christmas Day. That's prior to Bilal Marshall. That's prior to UCF being officially in the like. That's prior to a lot of this news. So maybe you know, honestly, if n- nothing against any of these kids, but if I was that level of a recruit, I think Christmas Day a year plus in advance, I, I might be a little. It might be a little early for me to want to commit anywhere too. Like you got so much more room and so much more, you know, water to be tested. Yeah. So it, it's fair to him. He's being fair to Pitt by giving him the last visit. And, and honestly, what else do you expect the kid to say or any kid? And we, we noticed this cover recruiting. Any kid that visits anywhere, if he doesn't love it, he's going to be very tight-lipped and kind of say a yeah. few different things. If it's at least good, he'll give you the glowing the glowing praise. And then if it's bad, he probably doesn't want to do the interview at all. Like he's not going to go down to Morgantown and say, "Oh, it sucks. I hate everybody there." Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna visit. Um, and a lot of times if you're visiting one program, you mentioned someone visiting Pitt and then Penn State. It, you know, sometimes you visit programs that are close geographically because it's just easy trips. Why not go visit another program that wants you down there? Why not? I mean, you got to make sure you're locked in too. Pitt likes that probably because then Pitt can say if they get him in end of June, Pitt can say, well, he tested the waters with our rivals and he still picked us. He's even more locked in and they can use it as a future coup to other kids that, hey, don't go there. Go to us. This kid visited both programs and picked us and they would have taken him. So you just never know anything else you guys want to get out there. Obviously Pitt's been doing tons of work. It's been a lot of positive work here. We do have a long time to go before any of these kids are really are going to get signed and sign on the dotted line, but there's reason for optimism around the Pitt team this coming season. And then also even maybe more importantly, the next two, three, four years for the Pitt football program. The only thing that I, I I wrote a commentary on this, and we'll see how this ends up working. Um, I, I'm I'm on the uh, I, I've mentioned I think I've mentioned it a million times already. I'm not into the WPIL thing. 
Uh, I don't I don't care where Pitt gets recruits from. I don't care if they get them from uh, Missouri or uh, right. Illinois. I, I don't I don't care. I, I I don't care if they get one kid from the WPIO in a class. One kid that I would like to see them get though, uh, and I think it's important. I don't think it will crush their class if they don't get him. But I I think it it, it would just be. Uh, uh, it would cap things off if Pitt's able to get Cam Lindsay from Aliquippa. Um, the, the biggest reason is is because I think he's at a position of need. It has nothing to do with being from Aliquippa. It has it's the fact that he I think he's a very very good linebacker. I think in Pitt's system he would be a very good linebacker. I think he could be a star in their system. I think he could play right away. Um, it, it would be nice to beat out uh, Penn State and West Virginia, who are the other two finalists for him. Uh, they both have recruited him very hard. Uh, they both would take him if he wanted to commit. Um, sure, yeah. That's the that, that's the one guy that I'm watching uh, the rest of the way here. They're involved in some other kids. Cam Lindsay's the guy that I really hope he decides to stay home. I think we've seen some kids over the last few years decide to go elsewhere. And I'm not make casting judgments on any kids that decide to yeah. go to schools and then maybe eventually come back to Pitt. But I, I think Pitt is an ideal situation uh, for Lindsay. I think you'd be taken care of here. I think you'd be a star here. Fans would love it. And uh, you know, in, in the end, uh, that's that's the one kid. That, you know, Trevor Jackson would be nice. I don't I I don't know much about him aside from what I read. I've seen Lindsey play. I know what he can do. Uh, he's the one guy that I hope Pitt adds uh, between now and, uh, you know, December. Carl? Yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be an awesome story. It'd be an awesome, like you mentioned, you said, you said he'd be a star in the system. He would be a legit star linebacker in the system. Um, Trevor Jackson would be awesome. I think, I don't think, yeah, like you, I don't know there's one key recruit they have to get. I think just just keep doing what they're doing. Like keep bringing in the guys that they're bringing in. Keep winning the the official visit windows and put together a class as top twenty. Um, that'll that'll make a lot of people happy. It'll it'll, it'll keep momentum going. The lunch of the season already on a high note. I, I think the time is now to really build up the program under Pat Narduzzi and show people that the ACC championship wasn't a fluke. That last year's nine right. wins could have been. <clears throat> 10 or 11 wins uh, to show that the ACC isn't just Clemson to show that Florida state shouldn't be crowned as this uh, new powerhouse <laughs> already. So yeah, I think it has a great opportunity here recruiting and on the field to show that, that Pitt is it Pitt's back. Yeah. And I, and I think the one big thing that I've even noticed is if Pitt really wants a kid and you guys both have touched on this, they more often than not get that kid and any of the recruits that Pitt has offered that maybe haven't committed yet or maybe Pitt's not going to get or committed elsewhere, Pitt didn't put as much energy in to them as they are to the ones they are getting and going to get. So if Pitt feels you're somebody that fits them, they put the full court press in and they usually land the kid. And that's what you want to see when you see those percentages. And this is where you want to sit right now. You're not going to have every single one of these kids playing for the Pitt Panthers in the future. Something will happen with one of them. That's just math. That's just odds. We right. all would 
on that, that one of these kids, if not two or three, are probably going to either decommit or Pitt would quietly say, hey, we kind of need you to decommit now because we have somebody else. You'll get more playing time elsewhere. That all will happen. And it's a long time until National Signing Day. So whether those rules are going to be changed is another conversation. But as things stand now, there's reason for Pitt fans to feel very, very good about this class, especially when there was a national conversation that, yeah, Pitt's great on the field now. Yeah, they're bringing in transfers. But weirdly, recruiting-wise of high school kids, they still can beat out some of the other quasi-local, geographically close colleges that they're rivals with. And now Pitt is beating them out. So a few months pass, and maybe that was a false narrative. For Carl Ludwig, Mike, Mike, Mike I, wanted to, I just want to throw out one thing here real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to bring it to the beginning, but um, uh, the guy that got me into this business, uh, Harry Paceros, um, he's going through some tough times right now. His I did father, see that, yes. His father right. passed away uh, early this morning, uh, George yeah. Paceros. So um, uh, we don't have to tell Pitt fans who Harry Paceros is. So just everyone at PSN, yeah. uh, you know, we'd like to wish our uh, – Harry, Michelle, and his family, all the best. Uh, we're thinking of you, Harry, and uh, um, get the, you'll get through this. And uh, uh, thanks for everything you've done for us. But uh, definitely our thoughts and uh, prayers are with you and your Harry, uh, with your family, Harry, and the loss of, uh, you know, your dad, George. Yeah, and his kid's grandfather. So, yeah. yeah, great great guy for sure. I've been around him as well. Just a fantastic guy. And one of his kids actually looking looking at some schools too. So he's going to be a, a part of the future of recruiting. And he's certainly been a part of the PSN family. So for Carl Ugly, Mike Fakova can, Mike Osti, that'll do it for this conversation about Pitt football recruiting here for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Check out the site for more news, notes, and analysis and what we've talked about here before we even get it fully released to you on the site. We may have some more news, so keep refreshing the page. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 